Welcome to Surviving Self-Isolation, the podcast. My name is Christina and I'm your host on the amazing journey that we're all going through at this very moment in time as coronavirus sweeps the planet and takes a few with it but mainly leaves behind a lot of insanity, a lot of desperation and I suspect a lot of poor choices. This podcast has primarily been created for me. It's for me to uh, get through it. Everything's shut down. There's nothing open. You can go to the shops and that's it. You can go for a nice walk if the weather's good enough and that's it. So join me on this journey of me rambling on through, trying to help to keep that fighting spirit alive, that British pluck, just to get us through another day. I don't know who I'll be at the end of it, and I don't know who you are at the start of it, but don't let that put you off. Come with me on a journey, destination unknown. Now finished off my dramatic introduction, uh, yeah seriously this is just a boredom relief, I'm hoping it's going to relieve your boredom too, but I don't know what's going on with people, everybody's mad, you know we went shopping the other day and there's nothing on the shelves, nothing, you know people are trying to buy six jars of piccalilli, I mean who buys six jars of piccalilli, one jar's enough to last you a year, it's insane. There's one thing that has been getting me through all this. One thing that's been getting me through the Netflix um, picture degrading to standard definition. You know, and that's pets. That's the use of pets through this um, insane time. Everybody's promoting family. No, forget your family. You're just going to start having arguments with each other. Stick to the pets. We have two rabbits. They're wonderful. And no, for those of you that are thinking it, we won't be eating the bunny rabbits. That would be cannibalism. Some of you may, of course, look at your loving pets with a hungry eye in the near future because you've bought all this pasta and no mince. But I don't recommend it. You'll only feel terrible afterwards. Right, I've been thrown out the other room and put in a different room, so it's probably going to sound completely different to what it did earlier on in the podcast. I can only apologise. I've just got to work with the tools I've been given and the locations. So I've been thinking, the Chancellor of the Exchequer announced yesterday that they're going to give a big massive amount of money in the budget to who support businesses through these trying times because there's going to be loads of businesses that are going to go completely bankrupt because nobody's leaving the house, nobody's going to work, nobody's spending any money other than on going to the supermarket to get their six jars of piccalilli and whatever toilet rolls I can get. But um, I was thinking there's nothing in there for the self-employed. And more importantly, there's nothing in there for the prostitutes and the sex workers. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, there's absolutely no way they're going to get enough trade. And if they did get some sort of trade, I mean, they're dicing with death anyway every time they go off with a client but who would do it with the risk of them stabbing you and sort of leaving your body in a quarry and catching coronavirus i mean the whole purpose of prostitution is to exchange bodily fluids of some sort 
you know, can you catch coronavirus from bodily fluids? I don't know. Answers on a postcard. Or contact me on my Twitter account. But, you know, nobody's looking out for them. And I mean, the whole webcamming market and selling photos of your feet market is going to be completely saturated now everybody's going to be going off trying to do a little bit of gigging at the moment you know creating a gig like a podcast to make people laugh in the hope that they'd offer money you know straight to their paypal account you know everybody's going to be doing that you know there's plenty of other things you can do before you start webcamming and you know selling photos of your painted toenails isn't that but, you know, everybody's going to be doing that. So what's the more hardened escort going to do? Because there's just nothing in the budget for them. But I want you to know, if you are a hardened prostitute listening to my podcast, I care for you. I'm thinking about you. I'm not giving you any money, though. But, you know, there's the most insane conspiracy theories about coronavirus you know i've had grown men announcing that this is all a conspiracy you know by the elite to create a system which they get richer have more control over us and we all get poorer and i'm like mate they don't need to create a terrible virus that they are also at risk from they've already got that system the system's already set up you know it just seems to be a pointless waste of resources and effort on on their part to to do that i I don't see that working it's just sort of like over egging the cake or over decorating the cake the system's perfect for them i don't think they can squeeze any more money out of us can they one of the ways that i'm uh, dealing with the boredom is that a friend of mine suggested that we all have a like online book group so at the moment we're all discussing which books that we're going to read or like which one we're going to read first so like i'll put a suggestion and they put their suggestions in fact i don't know what the answer is yet because i haven't looked at my phone i'm recording this podcast um but one of the things i have been doing um to relieve the boredom you know i do this anyway i read a lot anyway but i found a supply of very old mills and boons from the 70s, the 80s and the 90s. Um, By gosh, it was a different world back then. It was a very different world. I'm astonished. One of the resounding themes is uh, young maidens that are afraid of their sexual desires and are introduced to womanhood by an alpha male. But more importantly, an alpha male that... um, doesn't want her to go out to work and she's arguing with him and I'm like hang on a minute he's offering to take full financial responsibility for you and you're fighting to stay in your job as a secretary it's like with that setup I don't know why feminism ever took hold how did it get root you know these women didn't have to lift a finger these blokes were just you know you don't even need to do the housework i'm going to hire a housekeeper to do everything for you all you have to do is sit there and look pretty well i can do that it's not very difficult is it i don't understand but these uh, romances are a great source of entertainment for me um 
seriously um, apart from the um, desire to be a kept woman if anyone wants to keep me as their woman please contact me on my email address surviving self isolation at gmail.com you can find it all in the show notes um seriously oh my god there's so many lines like you little fool and no 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 it's an amazing the amount of emotional immaturity in them at least modern romances which i do read a lot of those as well um are very sophisticated in um the the relationship struggles that the the women don't have any quandary about staying in work after they've got married and had kids they're quite happy to do that and um there's the usual little sort of disagreements but it's all down to communication darlings and i'm regaling this little story about um reading excessively large amounts of romances it's probably unhealthy to read in one lump over a very short period of time is um, you're going to be stuck indoors with your loved ones quite a lot over the next, I would suspect, several months. Make sure you communicate with each other because I was reading that because everybody's been self-isolated in China in particular first and then subsequently other countries, that the divorce rate has shot up. So be wary of saying rash things. Look to your loved ones and maintain your relationships there's no point allowing this to destroy everything that you've worked for that's my serious note in my attempt to make you all laugh this is something that i wanted to highlight to everybody while i've got all of your attention thanks mom tony cherry sharon hopefully maybe you're listening as well oh and my sister of course i know you'll be listening (laughs) maybe my brother and my brother-in-law hello all but in case any strangers are actually listening to this podcast i thought that i'd um mention a story and as i subsequently go on to carry on doing further episodes don't you panic i'm gonna carry on doing this for a while i'm finding it quite fun um i'm gonna do a story no one's paying attention to section so here we are nobody wants to talk about the fact that there are thousands upon thousands of migrants stuck between the borders of turkey and greece it seems to have completely gone off the news or at least the news that i've been watching all the information I get seems to be from Twitter and YouTube videos from sort of amateur journalists, effectively. Um, this is a serious situation. These people are trapped there. You know, they can't go back into Turkey because Turkey's not letting them, it seems. And they can't go into Greece because they have no... They, they don't fit the criteria to fit asylum seeking. You know, they, they're economic migrants, largely, it seems. You know, and I don't blame them for wanting to economic go to a better economy and create a better life for themselves. But Greece can't handle it. And it seems that the other European countries aren't interested either. So it's a toxic situation and no one's talking about it. You know, it doesn't seem to be progressing anywhere other than escalating into further tensions, which I'm quite concerned about. And I recommend you pay attention to it as well, because who knows where it will lead, you know. Um, but no one's talking about it and it's it's getting serious. So I would recommend paying attention. There are a lot of resources out there if you actually look for them and um, you can keep up to date with the situation because this could end up in a serious 
I suppose, conflict in some ways. I'm not a major geopolitical analyst, but um, I can see when something looks like trouble, and this looks like big trouble to me. One of the um, things that hits you when you go shopping and there's mainly empty shelves and just six jars of piccalilli is that you think retrospectively about the past and about all those biscuits that you didn't buy and all those bars of chocolate that you left on the shelf. And it makes you look back and think, why did I leave them on the shelf? Why didn't I buy them and put them away for later? Like now, when I could be eating them now instead of not having any biscuits. It's a bit like when you, you're flush with your cash and you spend it poorly. And then when you haven't got any money, you look back and you think, why did I give that homeless man two quid? He didn't really need it. I need it. I need it now. I've just been charged 20 pence for going into my overdraft by two quid. I could have saved myself 15 pence if I hadn't given him the two quid. You know, and now I'm there looking, thinking about that packet of chocolate digestives that I left on the shelf that I was taking the moral high ground on when I walked away from it. And I'm thinking about the person that did pick up the packet of biscuits and has eaten them. And I just hope they got indigestion. Of course, everyone's love lives are going to take a complete battering over the next few months. Because nobody can go out and meet anyone new. And you're stuck in your house with your partner and perhaps finding out you don't really know them that well at all because you only spend half an hour every day um, total from the time that you get up to when you come home to when you go out with your mates. And then you suddenly find out you're sharing a flat with somebody who's an arsehole. But anyone who um, is looking for love, apart from the prostitutes that actually take the risk and make sure they check the temperature of all their clients before they get any further than five foot in front of them, is um, that you can't meet anyone new because you can't get out anywhere. And even if you met someone on Tinder and you swiped, uh, is it right? I don't know, I don't go on Tinder. Um, you can't go out and meet them because what you're meant to do just sort of have your cooking thermometer and shove it in their gobs to make sure what their temperature is before you get anywhere near them. I mean, some people are going to take risks because the amount of people that are still going out, drinking, having fun, going to concerts before they were cancelled was astonishing, really. Um, but it's going to completely, it's going to be the summer of singletons. You know, all of the festivals have been cancelled. Eurovision's finished. Don't talk to me about Eurovision being cancelled. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself now. I mean, usually that's the only reason I go on Twitter so I can let everybody know who I'm giving Neil Poit to. You know, Glastonbury, I'm slightly miffed, but I sort of get used to the fact that they usually have a fallow year every three years or something. But everything's being cancelled. Everything. And if it's kept on, there's no audience, so what's the point? So everybody's going to be stuck in you know, with someone they don't like or on their own because they can't have gatherings of more than three people. I mean, if you're getting married in the near future, the churches have been told that it's only five people, the vicar, the couple getting married and the two witnesses. So nobody's going to be going to any weddings this year. It is not the summer of love 2020. It's the summer of singletons.
So I'm reevaluating that maybe the webcamming market is not going to be as saturated as I assumed. I think there's going to be plenty of clientele out there for you. You know, I'm, I'm particularly unaware of the foot fetish scene, so it might be worth your while buffing up and buying a couple of new bottles of nail varnish. If there's any other kinks that you know about, maybe you can spread the word and uh, help people out. But yeah, no weddings, no dating, restaurants will not be open. Maybe you can take, uh, all the drive throughs in McDonald's are going to be open. So you could perhaps take people to the drive through as a date and just sit and eat in your car. And then, because um, you're already possibly contaminated each other, you should be able to hold hands as you go for a walk in the park or something. Just make sure you stay five foot away from all the other couples having a brand new date, eating their McDonald's, Big Macs and fries. Right, I've chuntered on for long enough. I'm probably going to edit out half of this with me burping, coughing, taking a deep breath and <gasps> what am I going to say next? So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I am going to do more because I have really enjoyed myself and it's relieved the boredom and putting all this up is relieving boredom. So subscribe to my podcast. Check the show notes for any information that I may impart on there. Sign up, uh, follow me on Twitter. And um, yeah, see you next time. I've enjoyed it. I hope you have too. Ciao a bit. <laughs>